Today's episode of Bachelorette Party on Channel 33 is brought to you by SeatGeek, our presenting sponsor and the only fan-friendly app for buying and selling sports and music tickets. SeatGeek makes buying tickets on your phone a total snap. With just two taps, you can instantly buy tickets to an event that same day. Have your tickets delivered straight to your phone and enter the event without ever having to print a ticket. And if you can't go to a gamer show, you can sell your tickets directly from the app in less than 30 seconds. With SeatGeek, there's no guesswork. You'll know exactly where you're sitting, what you will pay, and whether or not you're getting a good deal. All right from your phone. So drop your old ticket app and experience buying and selling tickets the way it should be. To start using SeatGeek, download the free SeatGeek app or go to SeatGeek.com. And before we get into Bachelorette Party, let me tell you about one other thing. We finally have merch available from The Ringer. If you go to bit.ly.com slash ringer merch, you can find shirts and hoodies. A portion of the proceeds from each purchase will benefit Charity Water, a nonprofit organization that provides clean and safe drinking water to people in developing nations. Again, go to bitly.com slash ringer merch. And now let's talk about Jordan Rogers. Welcome to Bachelorette Party. I'm Juliette Littman. This week was very special. It was the overnight dates. And, you know, I don't think anyone who's been watching the show closely and is familiar with JoJo is really surprised by the outcome. But that's kind of neither here nor there at this exact moment. We will be getting into it. But first, let me tell you who I have with me today. I have my friend and colleague and devoted Bachelor watcher, Mallory Rubin. Hi, Mallory. Juliette. I just want to say that it is an honor and a privilege you to be here You can't say with that you, every time. But it's Come always on. true. It's always true. There's no greater honor than Fantasy Sweet Week. I know. Well, Thank you. You know, you're one of the people in my life who I know will speak openly and honestly <laughs> yes. about the Fantasy Suites. Like, if I recall some of your commentary about um, Ben's season with JoJo and uh, Lauren, it was quite harsh. And Kayla as well. Like, Kayla was like, less to talk about. Um, so I just knew that you'd be perfect for this. We're going to talk about the fantasy suites, obviously. Everyone loves the fantasy suites. But first, some breaking news. You know, mm-hmm. um, due to my scheduling reasons, I ended up recording this a little bit later in the day today, Tuesday, July 20-something. And <laughs> um, that worked out well because today, finally, in an interview with a, with a uh, Packers beat reporter in Wisconsin... Aaron Rodgers, the former MVP, I feel like I always need to mention that for some reason, <laughs> spoke about Jordan and his brother being on the show. Broke his silence. So last week, we met Jordan and Aaron's family. And not only was Aaron not there, they blurred every picture of him <laughs> everywhere. Like, Aaron Rodgers will not be involved in The Bachelorette. And, like, he was right. not commenting and, you know, he just hasn't said anything. And finally, he broke his silence. And let me tell you what he said. This is from Jezebel.com. Thank you, Jezebel, for doing the Lord's work and transcribing this so quickly. As far as those kinds of things go, I've always found that it's a little inappropriate to talk publicly about some family matters. So I'm just, I'm not going to speak on those things, but I wish him well in the competition. The competition. The competition. First of all, that is maybe a name that we considered for our website back in September. (laughs) Yep. And if we had, we would now have a great soundbite. But alas, here we are. Um, the competition. So there's two ways of looking at this. Mm-hmm. I think there's two ways. Let me let me break down one for you. Okay. Aaron and Jordan, two football players. Yep. Aaron's successful at the highest level of his sport. Mm-hmm. Jordan, not so much. Mm-hmm. Aaron, as a as a competitor and as a victor, 
would see everything as a competition. And when you mention it, when you put it in those terms, the fact that he is like obviously the superior brother cannot be ignored. <laughs> like Aaron has won a Super Bowl. Right. Aaron is dating Olivia Munn. Aaron is super mega famous. Yes. He knows a competition when he sees it and he knows how to win. So I just feel like calling it a competition it is very incendiary for a lot of reasons. One of them being that he's just kind of asserting his dominance over his, his brother. Interesting. I, I think that's a fair interpretation. My interpretation, Ooh, please tell me was straight shade because he's basically saying, I know that all my brother cares about is attempting mm. to be as good as me, whether it's it. at football or at dating a famous person right. and being in the spotlight and so the competition then it's a double entendre which competition the competition with jojo and jordan's fellow suitors or the competition with aaron right i love I, like, I like that reading a lot also going off of that it's like by calling it a competition it's like well he's calling out his brother it's like right. he's not looking for love he's just looking to win and like exactly. athletes like to win and that's one of the reasons i'm attracted to athletes and like yeah well, Got to roll with, and the role and the words of LeBron James roll with the winners. Totally. I mean, there is uh, that element is undeniable, regardless of the overall interpretation. Sure. The way he's saying Jordan is someone who cares about being first, who cares about trying to be the best, who cares about getting ahead. So to him, love is just another game. Right. That's like deeply offensive. Love's just that's a lo- rude. Amy Winehouse once said, "Love's just a losing game." Um, <laughs> it's pretty great. It's also like just incredible that Jordan dragged his brother into this mess. Like he forced him to comment by every time Aaron was brought up, he kind of would like sheepishly like move his head from side to side, like slick back his hair with his hand. Like he wanted it to be acknowledged as much as possible while saying as little as possible. And honestly, smart move by Jordan. He's like, hasn't really implicated himself one way or the other. All he said is that his brother's not in his life. And it's just about how I'm never going to get out of his quote, how he's chosen to do life. Like that's that's a real indictment of his brother. Brutal. But you're right. Just by, by saying, eh, you know, this is a hard thing to talk about. I'm not totally comfortable talking about this, but he is talking about it. Yeah. That's what he's doing, right? Yeah. So it's a sneaky sort of, you know, potentially conniving way to pretend that he doesn't want to bring Aaron and his family drama into the spotlight while doing exactly sure. that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, 100%. Another game. Another game that Jordan and Aaron are playing with each other. They must have had such a competitive household. Totally. We didn't really get to see the true colors of the Rogers parents, but like they must be like crazy stage parents. I mean, that's the only, that's the only thing I can conclude. Do you ever, did you ever read the article in the New York Times last year about the Alford family, Steve Alford and Bryce Alford of uh, UCLA no. basketball? No. It just was about like how crazy competitive like the whole family is, including right. the, the mom slash wife. And I just think, I just, I don't know, like athlete lives and families are so intriguing. And I think part of it is because like the maniacal like will to win that you have to have to succeed even on like the college level is so intense. And when you have three boys who all play football that require like such dedication, it's just crazy. Totally. That's it's you know, maybe that explains why they painted their house that shade of green. <laughs> you have to channel your okay. emotions somehow. I like that shade of green. That's I, nice. I gotta say. I, charming. I like a house that stands out. I like a bright color. Yeah. Um, I just want to say this is all making me very excited for Hard Knocks, which is coming quite oh, yeah. soon. Can't wait. I love Hard Knocks. Me too. It's I, great. I cherish it. I can't wait for Todd Gurley to be back in my life. I don't know like anything about him, so I'm going to be learning a lot. I can't wait. You're going to love the Jared Goff storyline because I assume it will all be about Harry Potter, and I know how much you love Harry Potter. That's incorrect. I have only seen movies three and eight, 
I was oh very God. hungover for eight, and I've read zero books. I've only read, read one page of Harry Potter, and it was the epilogue of book seven because I wanted to know if Harry died or not. This is really hard to hear. So <laughs> that's how I feel about Harry Potter. Whew. All right, let's talk about the fantasy suites. I can't believe I've delayed it as much as I have. What about Luke? Oh, God, Luke. Okay, let's talk about <laughs> Luke. Do you like Luke? I'm torn on Luke. Give me the pros on Luke because I really need to be won over. I'm I'm concerned okay. that I'm going to have more Luke in my future and I'm Seems not looking that forward way. to it. Yeah. So the pros on Luke, I think most people would say that he's incredibly handsome. Okay. I personally think he's actually a little strange looking. Uh, he has like a certain bird-like quality to his face. Bird. Huh. That's not the animal I would have gone for. For some reason, he reminds me of like... Some kind of like chipmunk or squirrel. Interesting. Some kind of like outdoor, like vermin kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> like an outdoor animal, not not in the home. Like oh, I don't yeah. like. He's not like a mouse like coming into my kitchen. <laughs> right. But like he's like, I don't know. I just feel like he's like squirrely. Interesting. He certainly looks better with his shirt off sure. than with it on. I'm very unattractive to him. Like I just have no interest. I think he has this. Okay, so he has a soft sort of sweet tender voice which okay. is charming he dresses well he's gigantic hands there you get nothing and everyone can read right into that <laughs> well we know that because we he like just when he touches jojo it's like his hands are like too large for her That's body right. she is also like she's tiny minute yes. but yes he yes. he seems to have to have large hands and apparently he plays the guitar but he, our colleague Ben Lindbergh did some Instagram sleuthing. Welcome and said to the he, ringer, Ben. Welcome, Ben. Said that Luke is a musician, but unlike James Taylor, didn't feel compelled to throw that in our face every episode. No, because so he's just should, the army man. Like that. He was typecast. Yeah, I don't know. He's sweet. He's sort of like weirdly, surprisingly smart, right? Went to mm-hmm. West Point. Is actually like fairly well-spoken when he chooses to engage in conversation, which is admittedly rare. Right. Like that's my thing about Luke. Like, can he have a conversation? This is what Luke said last night at the top of the show. This is like 10 minutes of airtime right after Bernie Sanders. And he said, at least it was for me. What happened on the East Coast? I meant to check in with people about that. I noticed they were able to watch, but I don't know how because ABC was showing Bernie for me. Anyway, um, this is what Luke said. Luke was like, I wanted the chance to get to love you. I wanted the chance to fall in love with you. Like I Clary clearly had not fallen in love with her yet, which she knew, which is why he got voted off. And he wanted the chance. Like he was hoping to be chosen to like get there. So, but he, he did seem mad to be voted off. So like, is he just a camera whore? Like, is that what we're supposed to think here? I think what was strange about the way he reacted is that he obviously felt insecure enough about his position heading into the rose ceremony to basically say, can we can we stop for a minute so that I can pull you aside and tell you that I love you at the last minute or that I'm falling in love with you at the last minute because I am anxious about the fact that I didn't do that in the fucking heart pedal thing that I made and then right. didn't walk you into. And then he's like, I can't believe it. I'm blindsided. I'm stunned. But yeah. how could you be stunned if you had he, that anxiety in the first place? His face indicated, like, s- astonishment, but his tone did not. And, like, that's, like, one of my problems with Luke is that he doesn't emote verbally. And I need, like, a, I need, like, a more persuasive talker. He emotes physically, <laughs> <laughs> which makes for better TV. Does it, though? Yeah. Not when you're The Bachelor. You have to give good interview. You have to be able to talk to the camera and, like, tell me how you're feeling. I, I, I hate to do this. Because it's just so embarrassing. But like, I just miss Ben. I just miss Ben Higgins. Can he be the bachelor all the time? Like the thing about Luke is he doesn't yeah, he just doesn't have like enough um verbal capability. 
to I, to carry a conversation, let alone a television show. Like, maybe him and JoJo only make out. That's true. Maybe it would be a refreshing change compared to Ben, who like we got to the point with him, right, where it was like no matter how fond you were of him, you couldn't help but feel that every speech was rehearsed, yeah, and that every line was like canned. That's never going to be the case with Luke. No, he'll just say the same like five words over and over again. That's another kind of bachelor. That was like um, Chris Souls was like that blonde overly blonde sean Lowe is like that mm, yeah like the ones who lack a vocabulary just like have like 10 they have like a phrase book and they just repeat them over and over and that's like what you do to avoid like real like emotional yes he definitely doesn't seem like he's like really ready to be like vulnerable publicly vulnerable and to open up his heart he no. like struggles to even tell his dad that he loved him he i don't think that he really liked jojo that much and that's fine yeah but like that's what you say when you're when, when you don't like the girl that much. You're like, I wanted the chance to fall in love with you. Right. Like you clearly are not even close to it yet, and like you're just trying to like extend this, and that's cool. Like I appreciate that honesty, but that's not what we're here to do. Very awkward thing to say. He was the best dressed though, so that's a little bit of of a loss. And this brings me back to Jordan. Jordan's a sharp dresser. No. Okay. Yeah, we're really jumping around. We got to talk about the fantasy suite, but I just need to address this because it really <laughs> upset me. At the very end of the episode, they do the rose ceremony. It's very cash because they're in Thailand. It's probably like humidity 100 oh they were so sweaty yeah it, i kind of like it looks kind of hot like George, like jojo and jordan's date seem pretty dope but um so jojo jordan arrives for the rose ceremony wearing pants that don't fit like very awkward tailoring which leads me to believe he was drinking so much he gained weight in the course of the show oh. and they didn't fit like he probably bought those pants like two months ago and wasn't getting the same kind of activity or healthy lifestyle he's used to but even worse he was wearing flip-flops. They weren't even, like, leather rainbows. They were, like, I think male Havaianas. And I cannot get down with that. Male Havaianas to, like, a like a formal romantic ceremony. Like, if you're taking this seriously, which Jordan purports to be, you cannot wear flip-flops to throw ceremony. That's, like, no flip-flops. Like, like I, I don't know. Flip-flops are just, like, they're not a, a formal shoe. They're I thought he looked great. Shoe. Also, Robbie you, wore a closed toe shoe. He wore Sperry's, right? Or a Sperry-like boat shoe. I preferred that. And Both men were wearing shoes that you might wear. Exactly. This is, this is part of it. I was basically <laughs> like, they're just both wearing outfits that I routinely wear, like light pants, <laughs> blue shirts, and some sort of brown leather shoe. That's just basically my wardrobe. It's like, they look great. But Robbie, whose feet <laughs> couldn't breathe, he was dripping, dripping. sweat. I like, like. I kind of preferred it. It was kind of funny. Also, Robbie. While we're talking about feet here, does Robbie own socks? There's no proof that no. he owns socks. Oh, certainly not. He, I a guess, Florida guy. A, yeah, I a guess swimmer. That's the thing. My friend Catherine never wore socks. We, I met her. We live in San Francisco. We like went to Ireland. It was just very cold. She never wore socks. I guess people from warm places like socks is not in their life or something. But like socks are so wonderful. Oh, socks are terrible. I only want to wear socks at home. Okay, well, Robbie, I don't think, ever wants to wear socks. No, certainly not. I don't think Robbie ever wants to wear clothes, though, to be fair. I just want to go back to Jordan and the flip-flops. Like, I'm just... If this is one of the most important weeks of your life, get some good shoes, bro. Like, just get something better. Or if you didn't bring them, like, buy something there. They're at a Marriott, by the way. They're at a Marriott. Wow. Not even, like, a a fancy, like, Marriott vacation club. There's, like, a Marriott. His general, his outfit and his general vibe were consistent, though. It's very much like, I'm going to be comfortable because the most important thing here is me. Yeah. Which is his vibe throughout, which I would love to discuss. I guess. Okay. Well, let's talk about their date. Their, their date. So they started off by going to um, some kind of like hike mm-hmm. in Thailand that also involved water a waterfall. No. 
I take that back. Sorry, that was our date with Ben. A temple. Temple. There no was a ki- temple. No kissing in a temple. But That's ton- right. But plenty of touching. A lot of nuzzling. Yes. She wore a peculiar sports bra. It offered no support, but I guess when you have implants, you don't really need it. So her fine. hair looks great, though. She did. She had the casual she looked really ponytail. Cute. Also, she was so sweaty that her makeup was falling off, and she looked beautiful. She did. She, she looked, looked lovely. so beautiful. She looked great. I loved it. JoJo, let those freckles <laughs> shine. They're so cute. Um, what would Von Miller say about someone like JoJo? I don't know what he would do with JoJo. <laughs> He'd be very confused. Uh, for more context, check out Kevin Clark on Von Miller on the ringer.com. Anyway, they have this date. They go to the temple. It's pretty beautiful. It, it, it looks like they, it looks so perfect that it could have been like Disneyland, but I'm, I'm trusting it wasn't. Um, <laughs> date, blah, blah, blah. They just, just want to know if they can like have fun without making out or whatever. Cool. We all want to know that. Um, and then, and then they have dinner and it's like back to the hotel or whatever. And Jojo is like, nervous about jordan Mm -hmm. and so she asked him where do you see yourself in one year right he can't answer (laughs) right (laughs) one year's not that far away let me tell you where i'll be in one year Uh doing the exact same thing (laughs) i I know that i know that i will be (laughs) like there's just very little when you reach a certain age and they're not that young not that much changes in one year so we have to just assume that jordan does nothing and therefore can't predict anything because there's nothing to like work off of there was a way for him to give that exact same answer, but spin it in his favor. Like, well, I can't answer that because if you pick me and if we end up together, I'm willing to uproot my life to be with you. Right. And so it's impossible for me to say what the future holds. But he was just simply talking about his career yeah. and like his lifestyle. Yeah. Right. And like if someone calls and asks me to be on TV or if like I have a chance to go <laughs> hang with my boys, like I might just have to like pop in and out. Yeah. And we- the weirdest <laughs> choice of all was that he was using the fact that he doesn't have a home quote home base as like a good thing right that's um a deal breaker for me yeah he's basically like i'm a nomad yeah. like i can just coast and move and see you whenever it's like you don't have a home right <laughs> like where where is the majority of his stuff like where is like i think he's said nashville, nashville. yeah he said that but like at his own apartment at a friend's apartment on the street great question in a storage unit like who knows certainly not in like one of aaron's nashville bases. No. that's for sure does aaron have a nashville base as well I just like to think that people like Aaron Rodgers have a base everywhere. Well, it's like Taylor Swift. You know? She's got homes in Rhode Island, Nashville, New York, Beverly Hills. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. Taylor Swift has a lot more money than Aaron Rodgers, right? How much does Aaron Rodgers make so. per year? NFL players don't make that much. I know. I mean, he certainly has endorsements. You sure. know, I'm sure State Farm has given him a, a nice chunk of change. But, you know, he's not making like Clayton Kershaw money, for example. Right. Or which is wild. Or like Mike Conley Jr. money, which is <laughs> crazy that he's the highest right. played player in the NBA. <laughs> amazing oh my god amazing um yeah so they have this date and so he can't answer where he's gonna be in the year so that's like terrifying for jojo and then he tries to save it by being like i, I can't say where i'm gonna be in the year but i'm paraphrasing but i'm ready f- i'm ready to be in love with you right and again he said i'm ready to be not ready to be in love with you not that he is in love with her which again like is valid it's only been seven or eight weeks or whatever but that's not playing the game jordan and as we know it's a competition and that's good enough for for Jojo though. She doesn't care, and then they just start like making out. Yeah, correct. And then they go and they, they have they they go to the fantasy suite. They have their quote unquote off camera time, <laughs> and you know you can speculate on whether or not they have sex. I've never they been have sex. I've been I've never been more certain <laughs> with any sex. couple on the history of the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, than these two. Because the next morning they interviewed Jordan. And they're like. How was last night? And he was like gave the most disgusting grin, <laughs> where he was like. It was everything I needed. Right. Like, it was so gross. It was like, it was insane. 
It was bad. Also, everything I needed, like, it's not Jordan's said, right? show. Yeah. And he had multiple comments last night that were like that. That was the, that was It the, makes me think he's a sex addict or something. Like, I needed it. He might be. I mean, I assume, <laughs> I, I assumed what he meant was like, I needed to know if we had that final thing, which is like sexual chemistry. Yeah. That's fine. So I just thought like he was like, just felt like he really needed, <laughs> needed sex needed with Maybe anyone. He <laughs> Maybe he did. But he had also said something similar in a very different context earlier when he was like talking about her meeting his family. Mm-hmm. And he's like, it was the last box I needed to check. Yeah. And it's like, Jordan, you're not picking her. Right. She's picking you. Actually, at this point, my husband paused he is like he basically pretends like he hates watching this and like i make him do it and like it's like just something he has to do to you know the sacrifices that you have to make when you're spending your life with someone he loves it (laughs) of course he he loves it and so he pauses and he just turns to me and he's like basically essentially saying like this guy is like such a self-involved asshole yeah and i i said this to him and i will say this to you now and to listeners everywhere here's my theory right Ooh. this is actually why jojo likes jordan best not only because of the obvious like i go for bad boys thing but because that's real life dealing with other people who care more about themselves mm-hmm. than they care about you who are deeply self-interested and self-obsessed is weirdly more familiar and more normal this than someone like theory. than someone like robbie right it's actually very jarring to just be with someone who's like you're incredible you're everything you're, you're the center everything. of my world yeah like you don't come across people like that in the course no. of normal existence and so i think it's a lot easier to accept and also, if you did like if someone was like juliet like i'm obsessed with you like right. i just want to be with you every second like right. someone i met seven weeks ago i'd be like okay no thanks right like you're well, crazy seven weeks into like <laughs> be a little meaner to me please seven weeks into working at grantland when i was saying that to you you were like who is this chick I, now no, you're I, like, don't lie. I, didn't, I didn't talk to you for the first seven <laughs> right, exactly. weeks exactly <laughs> and that's why you thought it was so weird yeah. but now you're like all right <laughs> but right so it's like it's a more familiar normal thing the way jordan acts and that's so true. it's easier to envision what point. life with him would be like that's a great point he also kind of like brings his personal like preconceived ideas about like relationships to it. Like where he, yes. he was like very pointed about like, I need to look in your father's eyes and ask if I can marry you. Right. He was like almost like, it's almost like he had like pre-printed some kind of like pamphlet about their relationship. And that was part of it. And he was worried about having totally. to like reprint it or something. <laughs> totally. I don't know. And he was like so specific about how the relationship's supposed to happen. Right. That's almost like kind of a relief though as well, because you're in like the structure of the show. And then if there's someone who's also like kind of like bringing their own baggage, that's also like kind of like weightier to obscure the kind of the fiction that you're living. It's it's just like, it's more normal to live like your partner's fiction than to live a television show's fiction. Right. Like totally. you have to like buy into a delusion together basically, which is like kind of a cynical and sad way of putting a relationship, but it's, it's and also true. A, yeah, perfect summation. Of <laughs> the and enterprise. So, and so that's like, that's a great point. Like it's easier to imagine a life with Jordan because he's kind of putting it all out on front street. He's like, this is who I am. I'm a selfish dude who loves to have sex with you yes so take it or leave it also i'm a selfish dude who loves to have sex with you and then after i have sex with you i'm going to put on the weirdest pants okay i'm glad you brought this up (laughs) so morning after jordan shortless shirtless obviously and he's wearing um gray sweatpants Mm -hmm. that i only here's my here's my my thought on this i don't think they're that weird i think they're only weird because you're so used to athleisure and they were like from kmart what about the knees what about them they were like they had like ridges on them it was like a ruffle potato chip on on the knee that's a style though that's like a style it was very strange i just felt like they were kind of like um 
they're trying it's kind of like when you go to target where i shop all the time and like they have <laughs> stylish clothes that are like a little bit off yeah. it's also like canadian television it's like so similar but there's just something off about it and you're like mm. oh this is like somehow kind of bootleg yeah that jordan was like clearly wearing sweatpants that were bootleg they're probably like he probably saw aaron wearing a really nice pair of designer sweatpants and, like bought the knockoff <laughs> it's all a competition or something like that it was also more noticeable <laughs> because unlike jojo and robbie who we cut to in bed in yes. each other's arms jordan and jojo came Out from another room. room yeah morning quickie before the oh, cameras came wow interesting that's my theory in the shower maybe were they coming I don't from know, the bathroom I don't know. no but it, her, their hair was dry hard to maintain uh dry hair in the shower if you're together and having sex <laughs> <laughs> great point i mean it's true right great point like one person has to really maneuver if that's the case that's true. Um, we didn't see the bathroom either. I feel like if no. there's sexual activity happening in the bathroom, they go out of the way to show you the setup. I'm guessing morning sex. They knew the cameras would be in one room, so they were in the other. That's my guess. And that's great. I'm Good for ha- them. happy for them making the most Good of their time them. together. Jordan seemed really happy. I mean, it also probably would contribute to why he was so happy in the morning. That's true. So. point. <laughs> he really needed it. He really needed it. He really it. needed it. Um, do you think Jordan waxes his chest? I was going to ask you about his chest. Are you okay yes. with this? I think yes. And he I, must. I think I'm okay with it. I don't mind hair, but I, I'm, I, it's just so on brand for Jordan. I'm just like, of yeah, course. Yeah, it's fine. He looks fine. I, I think it's like, I don't have any firm rules about this stuff. It depends on the guy and whether it yeah, seems right. I like a little, little like spattering of chest hair, sure. though. Like, you should be reminded that you're with a man and not a child or a doll. Sure. It definitely contributes to his Ken doll, like, aesthetic, though. Yeah. I mean, Jordan's handsome. Yeah, I totally agree with you. The chest waxing is a person-by-person basis. <laughs> Whatever. Um, I want to talk about my sponsor. Thank you to Bright Sellers. Do you love wine, Mallory? I do. Do you have a hard time choosing the right one? Frequently. Well, Bright Sellers is for you. It's a personalized subscription wine company that's found the solution to all your wine-related problems. Two MIT grads developed an algorithm that uses science to match members with wine they'll love. Take the taste profile quiz at brightsellers.com to get matched with four wines that are delivered straight to your door. Bright Sellers members rate and review their wine to continue discovering new wines they'll love. If you use the link brightsellers.com slash bachelor, that's bright, B-R-I-G-H-T, sellers, C-E-L-L-A-R-S dot com slash bachelor, you'll get a $30 credit on your first order, and honestly, you'll make me look good. So please do it. I know you need some bachelor sorry so please do it i know you need some wine for while you watch bachelor in paradise how else will you make it through all right we've only talked about jordan and there's so much more of this episode granted jordan's the most important part of this season yes but let's talk about robbie for a second i'd love to robbie and jojo their date was like a massage a time massage right and was it my tv or was it really noisy like was there a lot of like sounds happening like i was like why did they pick such a loud date and like why did yeah. they like muffle the sounds or something That's a great question it was really weird also i don't think couples massages are appealing i don't actually don't find massages appealing really i agree but like why bring other people into that like more like let's go with i, I would prefer like a like a couple's mud bath or something like that counterpoint for this case only it wasn't like a body massage, which is very sexual and yeah. or sensual. It was a foot massage. And like feet are fucking gross. They probably so, are like, oh, Robbie's never worn socks. His feet right. are so smelly. Exactly. We need to do Imagine this. Imagine the corns on that guy. Oh, the yeah. bunion situation. The calluses. Like, let's get him nice and freshened up before the fantasy Yeah. Suit. Yeah. I guess that makes sense. And then uh, what was the rest of their date? I don't even remember. I honestly was, have, have no I was so distracted by Jordan. 
and then anything I took in was then just kind of um, blocked out by the fact that I all I thought about for the next like 12 hours was Jordan's flip-flops at the rose ceremony. The only thing that I can really recall from the entire Robbie experience is, of course, that he showed up in the middle of Chase's date. Yes. But also that he – this was the episode where he stopped calling her JoJo and no, started Joelle. calling her Joelle. Yes. JoJo's a much better name. But that's sweet, I guess. It's – I thought it was really nice. Oh, the other thing he the, did, of course – was give her his father's letter. Oh, yeah. Which was <laughs> deeply weird. That was deeply, deeply weird. <laughs> it was so strange. First of all, nothing in that letter was, like, remotely interesting or notable. No. So why raise it in the first place? But then to gift it to her as a as definitive proof that his feelings are real. Like, the thing he said was, like, the man who knows me better than anyone in the world could yeah. see instantly that I was in love with yeah. you. So forget about the fact that your one concern is that I maybe love you too much right what what's the calculus yeah and the thing is that with robbie there's so many like made up red flags like we've got this letter we've got the ex-girlfriend of three months ago we've got like just so many things about him that just don't ring true also you know his mom bringing up the rumors Mm -hmm. and i also believe robbie was the one who introduced the in touch magazine wasn't he when they like every time there's kind of like a producer setup, like Robbie's the one who's involved. Interesting. And I just feel like he's a pawn. I just feel like Robbie wants this so badly that he'll do anything to be on screen. Like Robbie probably wasn't like, oh, I'm just going to go knock on her door and see if she's there. Like I'm, so, I'm sure someone's like, Robbie, go bring the letter. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, she was about to like go to yeah. the second part of her date with Chase, Chase yeah. right? When he showed up and was like she was in her black dress and all that. Let's done detour up. to Chase for a second. Great. I am shocked that she chose Chase over Luke, which really leaves a lot of questions for me about Luke. Like, what's wrong with him? Because Chase could not be more vanilla. There's nothing to him. I don't know anything about him except that his parents were divorced and it sounded really regular, but he made it sound really (laughs) dire. Like, I don't know anything. And I can't... I'm really struggling with why she selected Chase over Luke. It doesn't make any sense. Theory. Ooh. Hear me. She is so overwhelmingly attracted to luke mm-hmm. the sexual chemistry that they have is so fierce are we talking about you or are we talking about jojo just to both. be clear okay both okay she was worried that if she took him to the fantasy suite and they consummated their relationship she wouldn't be able to say goodbye she would just pick luke yeah i had a similar thought like it was just so it was purely sexual and she was like trying to like really commit to the other guys that was more than that right i also thought wondered if the producers were like get rid of luke for like a better storyline or something interesting the weird the only other thing i'll say about luke is like i actually can't get over how bizarre it was that she openly wept for 10 minutes after saying goodbye as the other three guys stood there in the distance and watched what was she so upset about she's like this is not how it's supposed to be i don't know how to do this like well i don't know how to do this i don't know what i'm doing thing is like a recurring very annoying theme i think her thing with luke was more like I'm really upset to say goodbye to him. Does that mean I made a mistake? Right. right. But like they could hear her. And so see her weeping. Yeah. Oh, like what is even the equivalent? This would be like if I said, okay, um, Juliet, I'm really busy. I need your help with editing a piece for tomorrow. Uh, can you, can you do this for me? And 
you said yes because you're a good person and I told you that I loved you and that I wanted you to accept my rose in the form of this file <laughs> and that I was really, really glad that you had said yes and that you were going to be working on this piece and that it filled me with joy and excitement to know that you were going to be a part of this experience with me and then took two steps into the next office, but the door was open and you could still see me and hear me. And then I wept and screamed about the fact that Ryan O'Hanlon was not <laughs> editing the story instead. Like, what, what? How would that make you feel? Would you be excited that I had no. trusted you or devastated? I'd be so pissed. It's really weird. It's really weird. Also, like, she could have just, like, gone around the corner or something. She's really, she has a real poor I, level of social awareness with that stuff. It came up multiple other times with Chase. And at the end... Not to skip past Chase, but when she was professing her love to Robbie and Jordan together. Yeah, together. What was that about? This is all very weird. I, I just feel like maybe something happened with Chase and with Luke that we don't know about. Or Interesting. There must be something fatally wrong with Luke. I, I just feel like it because I don't get why she would pick Chase over him. Like, tell me something about Chase. Like, like what? Like, I'm like, I'm like who's Chase? What would you say? I, I think Chase is handsome. Okay. Uh, not not acceptable. It's not enough. That's not, that's not he has a nice beard. Him. Um, does he, he has a home he's a homeowner he's a homeowner he's in colorado. colorado he has a, he a real unlike job. jordan right he has a sense of like home and place and belonging okay. he has a community and so a far what you're describing is like an extra in a romantic comedy <laughs> like <laughs> but that's what chase was in this in this season he was he's the an extra, extra in the romantic yeah. comedy so and I, he made it just far enough to be absolutely shredded the extra gets axed in act two Right. The extra is in like the the big reveal, and you know it's like when Harry met Sally when they're when uh, they're having the party and all Lang all Lang Syne is playing, all Lang Syne is playing, and like Chase is one of the people in the background who's like dancing. He's not part of the, like the the emotional core of the show. Chase was her safety net this season. He was like he was the insurance policy for going all in on Bad Boy Jordan and sort of like almost creepily romantic. Robbie those are both two really very different but very intense personalities and Chase is just the steady lump who's just there (laughs) do you know what Chase is Chase is not even Chase is an extra on the television show The Office when they filmed (laughs) when they filmed scenes on location in Scranton Pennsylvania Chase is plop (laughs) yeah yeah Chase Chase worked with Jim in Connecticut on The Office like that's who Chase is like I just I'm so baffled by his presence and then this is the weirdest thing of all time so who cares what they did on their date? Doesn't matter. They have dinner. Then he had so much fun on their date, though. He did have so much fun. <laughs> He's so happy. He had a great time. They were in the ocean. Yeah. It look he nice. tried to kiss a fish. He did. They he were, kissed a fish. I actually was like, oh, is she into him? Because she like they're sitting facing each other, and, and she then she kind of like crawled caught, on his lap. Yeah, she crawled onto his lap, and then was like. Imagine the like suction sound when she got up. They were both so, so sweaty. sweaty. That's yeah. like not sexy but at you, that point. You got the sea mist on you. I don't know. That was that was like straight out of like nostalgic. M- back to their first date, the hot yoga it's where true. she sat in his lap that way. Yeah, maybe. that's true. That's yeah. a nice note. Good point. Yeah, Good bookend. Point. Yeah, cool, cool. So okay, they have a great date. I mean, of the three dates, it probably was my preferred. Julia Littman would like to go on that one the most. It was just mm-hmm. basically like they went to the beach, then went in the water. Looks, right, looks great. Yeah, no, no awkward massages, no like extreme physical exertion, like just relaxation by the ocean, like being in the water is my favorite thing. Yes. Okay, great date. They're at dinner. It's fine. Mm-hmm. They accept the fantasy suite. Yes. They go to the fantasy suite. They do not have sex because JoJo breaks up with him like in the fantasy suite after 
after making him say i love you after making him say i love you exactly it was so messed up it It was was horrible it was so weird i just feel like jojo will do anything the producers tell her yeah it's hard to unreal's a little bit in my head but it's really hard to not watch this without thinking like a normal person would not do that unless they were prompted to or like someone demanded they do that and with pretty much all these it seems like with robbie he's the one doing the producer work and with chase she's doing it and with jordan they're both kind of like in the charade together interesting yeah that sounds right i think like i appreciated that chase called her out on it me too but then he then he didn't even really like at the end of the episode he comes back in the middle of the rose ceremony and he's just there to like wish her well i think that's i read that more as like not him backing down, but him wanting to save face. And that the, the last note that you had with Chase would not be him, like, crying in a car. Being like, why did I do that? I feel so stupid. I'm so embarrassed. Crying in a car with a beer. He just popped open the very loudly. Move, the beer move was so great. Okay, so I really a, respect it. Me too. There's a, there's a few things about leaving The Bachelor or Bachelorette. First of all, number one rule, don't cry on camera. It's just so, so weak. And you just are going to look bad. It's very hard to look attractive crying on camera. Number two, if you can, like, have some kind of, like, prop. Like, the best exit after not winning um, was on Sean Lowe's season when the other girl, whose name I forget, was, like, Caitlin or something. I mean, who cares? She was wearing high heels that were very uncomfortable, and she immediately took them off. Right. That's, like, one of the best moves in Bachelor history, and I can't remember her name. But anyway, <laughs> Chase is now, like, going to be in the Pantheon. To, like, be standing at the van, just crack open your beer, like, very close to your mic is such a great move. It's just, like, fuck it, world. Love it. I need a beer. He also chugged his champagne before getting off the couch in the first place. Yeah. He was in full-on coping mode at that point. Chase probably knew that it wasn't in the cards for him. He said that. that So that's actually part of why this was so clearly manipulative and actually, I think, kind of cruel. Yeah. Is because he said to her, I think at, di- at dinner, maybe, but maybe they'd already moved to the couch by this point, but b- before she broke up with him, he said... I feel like I've been a little bit behind, behind Robbie, behind Jordan. Like I've had to work a little harder for it. And then earlier in the date when they had been on the beach, he was like, you've really put me through a lot. Like he said multiple times, you don't like me as much as these as these guys, right? He gave her an opportunity to be like, right, you should probably go. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, you never, you never know what's in someone else's head or heart. But like to pull the, I don't really know how I feel until I hear someone say I love yeah. you. She did. That's actually kind of what she did with Wells, where it was like, you know, lower stakes yeah. at that point. But it, she pulled the whole like, it wasn't until I heard him say this to me that I knew I didn't feel the same way card. And her whole like, I need a minute to cry and then I'm gonna just tell you how bad I am at this as an explanation and an excuse. That's like. Not acceptable. No, definitely not. Also, you went through this. I meant to say, like, she's obviously very scarred by Ben. I really think she is. Like, I don't, I think that might be one of, like, the truest things about her. She keeps bringing it up. Like, when she was talking to Jordan, she was like, that's what Ben said to me. Like, she is still, I mean, that is, like, still very raw, which I, which I understand. I don't, I don't blame her for, but it makes some of her behavior so much worse. Totally. Like, I just don't, I just don't get it. She's weird. She really is. (laughs) She really is. I think best case scenario for this season, because we only got one left, is that she doesn't end up with anyone. Like, that would just be so great. Oh, man. I just feel like that would be the best. Like, narratively, that would be the best. And then Jordan could be The Bachelor. Would she go to paradise? No. 
then she gets like a spinoff like jojo in la or like jojo in dallas jojo and her brothers flipping houses i don't know we really don't know anything about any of these people her included, other than jordan like your point that we don't know anything about chase is true but like we actually literally don't know what robbie does like we know no. he was a former competitive yeah. swimmer but what does he do now there was this moment last night where he was like i want to be the guy who's late to work because i don't want to get out of bed yeah. and who leaves work early because like i'm so excited he doesn't know how like, work works so you don't know what a job is <laughs> right like you're not an adult and like you know that's, that's kind of perfect that's the thing is like a compelling person on this show would have like a job and like right. a, a purpose right but if you have either of those things you're unavailable to drop everything right. and go on reality tv right. your only purpose on the show can be being obsessed with jojo which of course is what made chad so compelling right. he's willing to call everybody out on that right how much believability do you think is necessary in this show at this point like we're this is the 11th bachelorette we've had 20 bachelors like what what is the role of believability on this show because i've been thinking about this a lot it's a great question because i've been thinking about who i think should be the bachelor and i am agitating for athlete celebrity like d list d or c list not someone that famous but like and that's actually what's happening on on, happening on on unreal this season which has not been nearly as good as last season um and do you need to like buy into the fact that like the guy has to go on the show to find a wife like he can't find anyone any other way because i I don't think you do anymore at this point. No. I mean, I think it's it's at the point, actually, where everyone is... I mean, I know a lot of the narrative this season was like, these guys suck. But in yeah. theory, they're all such eligible bachelors. They're all good-looking. Like, they all, like, yeah. in theory, could just, like, get a date anytime with anyone. They're almost more now, at this point, in the are you the one mold of, yeah. like, I'm just bad at relationships, not I struggle to right. get into a relationship in the first place. Right. Yeah, that's a, that's a good point. And I, I think, actually, the least believable thing is that JoJo would ever have a hard time getting a date. Mm-hmm. She said it on Ben's season, and she's... Like, so hot in a way that I know men recognize. Like, she kind of, like, checks the boxes of hotness. And which date was she wearing, like, the pink, like, basically napkin as a shirt? Was that Chase's date? Yeah, it was Chase. I, like, had to, like, pause because I was so overcome by, Yeah, like, I mean, and also, like, this is how she looks. She looks really pretty by the beach when she can't wear as much makeup. Yeah. Like, she that's looks just, like, great a better look for in, her. great in bed with Robbie. Yeah, she did. She looked beautiful. Like, the bags under her eyes. First of all, she just looked like a regular person because, like, that's what people look like. But her hair was pulled back. She had bags under her eyes. She looked tired and, like truly happy in a very pure actually her facial expression during that scene was the only moment in this entire season where i was like she might not pick jordan i still think she's going to but it seemed like she and robbie had a good time yeah they did also they were like kicking it in bed i mean that sounds nice but then when she left wasn't she like i'll i'll be seeing you or something like it was really really awkward peace out pal it was was definitely definitely weird (laughs) one thing that's uh, funny i remember this from caitlin's season um in ireland they had the guys do like a long walk leaving caitlin oh, yeah like I, I remember ben's i remember right nick's because there was like a confrontation um and i remember sean's obviously mm-hmm. sean and nick hate each other um and this time for some reason they had jojo like do the walk which is weird and i'm not gonna call it a walk of shame because it's not it's not like she's like walking back home or whatever i right. mean it's just but it was weird that that they flipped that. Like I, I'm not sure what that's supposed to say. And also, the only yeah. person that they had showed her walking was, or that she said goodbye to Robbie. Yeah, but they but showed the her walk leaving Jordan. Jordan because he yeah. was behind her in his ugly sweatpants up on the balcony. <laughs> that was very like, that was just so. I mean, like it was literally staged. Like it, yeah. th- that shot 
is also like if I'm her and I know that he's looking at me, like I, I like look back over my shoulder like four or five times. That was the other thing. That was the other moment. I was like, maybe they don't like each other. Because like she, she didn't, didn't look, look back at him. It just made me think that it was so planned. Because even if you don't like him, how do you not look? Right. And if you if you're gonna choose to not look, you look straight down. She was looking straight ahead. So they obviously were like, just walk forward, JoJo. Maybe they missed the shot. And they had to redo it, and that's why it was so weird like that. But I don't know. It was weird. And also, uh, I was just looking at Jordan. I was like, you got to be hot, man. Like sweatpants, but no shirt in like a humid, warm climate. That's not comfortable. No. Horrible. No. You look great, though. As a woman, I don't really understand the shirtless with pants idea. Like that's not like that doesn't sound comfortable. It just sounds hot. Like I hate being hot. (laughs) Like I just (laughs) I just don't get it. I agree. I feel like Jordan, though, is probably like, again, this is part of his athlete like he wants to be wearing like the skin tight like under armor pants and this was like the most television friendly version of that. every man going on television who might be seen in sweats needs to watch creed totally agree it's michael b jordan great point great advice (laughs) oh god michael b what a great bachelor he'd be i mean he's way too high class for it like way 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 too high class but (laughs) i would love that i would audition um mallory thank you for joining me for this epic breakdown of the fantasy suites thank you for having me what an honor enjoy the men tell all you know i might not watch it wow too much chad do you think it's just gonna be all chad it's just so it's just like the reason that these guys are on it and they're available is because they suck you know who's gonna be a lot of i think we'll steal the camera alex no interest horrible i yeah. hate alex do you think they will announce luke as the bachelor tonight do you think that's gonna happen or do you think there's still a chance that it's robbie if she doesn't pick robbie i do not think they'll be announcing it tonight is my thought i'm trying to they didn't they didn't announce ben at the mental all right i can't remember i don't think so because they don't start filming till September, and it's currently July. That's right. And they announced JoJo at the After the Rose, right? Yeah, and that was also because they started filming literally three days later. Amazing. So they had to get on it. Incredible. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks again to Bright Sellers. And as always, don't forget to check out TheRinger.com. It's my website where me, Mallory, and Tate work very hard. And thank you to Tate for recording this session. I'll be back next week with a final Bachelorette episode. And Bachelor in Paradise is coming to us very soon. to Bright Sellers for sponsoring us today. Bright Sellers is the personalized subscription wine company that's found the solution to all of your wine-related problems. Two MIT grads developed an algorithm that uses science to match members with wine they'll love. Take the taste profile quiz at brightsellers.com to get matched with four wines that are delivered straight to your door. Bright Sellers members rate and review their wine to discuss... Sorry. Bright Sellers members rate and review their wine to continue discovering new wines they'll love. Again... Go to brightsellers.com slash bachelor. That's B-R-I-G-H-T-C-E-L-L-A-R-S dot com slash bachelor. Brightsellers.com slash bachelor. And you'll get a $30 credit on your first order. And like I said, you'll make me look good. So come on, do it. You need some wine with your bachelor. Thanks again to Mal. Thanks to Tate. And please check out theringer.com.